right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey, a walk down memory lane, all the way up to the present, a discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper, live on www.NeverHadItSoGoodSportsRadio.com. I can't even wait until the music stops. Never had it so good. Sports Talk Radio. We are ready for tonight's broadcasting. Tonight um, at 6.30, Eddie Reeves is our guest on Where Are They Now? At 7 o'clock, we'll do the professional contributors, and then Shoshana Cook will bring it on home at 10 p.m. from L.A. with um, A Life of a Sports Mom, and she'll have on Coach Stephon Johnson and his new book about the recruiting process. Let me welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley, and also Tim Moore. Gentlemen, I've never been more happier than to talk to you both. How are you? Well, um, I don't know about I, look. I don't know about Tim. I'm just glad I I didn't have to put on any boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tim doing didn't right, have princess. to put I, on any. Good. I, Go I ahead, Tim. I, I want to hear from you. <laughs> I got my blood pressure cuff out. I've been trying to keep my blood pressure down after the Florida State thing and fighting with all my friends down in Alabama all day about this thing. You know, before we get Mr. Reeves in here, Tim Moore has been singing the praises of praises of Florida State all year. And then the last two weeks, better watch out for the committee, that committee, the college football <laughs> selection committee. Be careful. <laughs> I knew that. I, I started hearing them start that stuff last week. I mean, I knew I knew they were up, up to something. <laughs> well, you know. God knows my heart, but I missed church yesterday because I wanted to see what the selection committee had in store. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, precious. That's, that's awful, precious. <laughs> that is so awful. I was home with the flu. I was told not to go out and again until my doctor's appointment tomorrow. So I'm not going to start that about the Lord, but um, it sounds good. Let's get in, in mysteries here because, I could go on, and I will at 7 p.m. Mr. Rees, welcome oh, to the boy. show, sir. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's good to have you. Um, I am Princess Cooper with Tim Moore and Duck Riley. You guys go ahead and get started. I'll come back at the end with the roll tide or something like that. Oh, <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> and if you and if you're very fortunate you don't have to listen to this all night. So but anyway. Duck, I've been texting you. But I've been you know you have to you. you have to have a good laugh every now and then. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Go ahead, gentlemen. All right. Uh First of all, we want to, you know, thank you for being on, and this is opportunity to give you your well-deserved flowers, man, because you, as far as I could say, growing up, you were probably one of the best running backs I had ever seen growing up. So I just want to, again, thank you and let give you your flowers, man. Well, you know, it was a blessing to grow up where we grew up and to have such good teammates you know, over the years, and it's, it's, it was just amazing that we accomplished what we did. 
and, so and, and that you and that you did. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many good teams, you know, there all around, you know, and everybody we had a we had a target on our back. <laughs> yeah, let me uh let's go all the way back. Uh, I don't I don't know and and Tim can kind of jump in too on this. I how did you guys get started? Because growing up, there were a lot of what they call midget league programs, high up programs, or whatever you want to call it for for the young guys. So, how did you get involved? Well, we didn't have no midget league or anything like that. It was either you were going to play or you wasn't. You know, you tried out for the team, and if they wanted you, they kept you. If you if you wow. wasn't good enough, if you wasn't good enough, you sit on the sidelines. So did we you only guys, kind of, go ahead. I'm sorry, because I, I, I'm I'm wondering since you guys didn't have midget league or pop one or whatever they they called it back then, were you did you play a lot of sandlot? You know how how did people know about Eddie Reeves? Well, I started, I I I tried out for the team one year and didn't make it the second year that I tried out, I made it. And we, uh, we had a, we had a bunch of guys at our school that, that was very good. You know, uh, Steve Swain, Chad Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Oakley Dalton, Jerome Bell, all of those guys, they were, they were tremendous. It's just so happened that I was blessed to be a fast running guy. And hmm. that's how I got started. You know, I started out running track and ended uh, up playing football and running track also. Eddie, when you say you tried out and you didn't make it, uh, and you came back the next year and made it, who, who did they have in front of you, O.J. Simpson? <laughs> 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 no, no, it, it was, I, I don't know, I, I had a friend named Larry Allen, and we both tried out, and he got, he got, he didn't make it, and uh, I decided to quit along with him, which was a big mistake, but it, it was, it turned out that it wasn't a mistake, it was a blessing. Okay, now, you tried out, you make the team. Now you're in high school. When in high school did you feel like, hey, you know what? I might be pretty good or good enough that was to junior. go on that to was college. That was junior high. That was junior high. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, that was in junior high school. And uh, at the ninth, got in the ninth grade, it, it, it like everything turned around. You know, we we had some tremendous athletes, and I was in that group of uh, fast runners that our coach was looking for as far as running backs and stuff, and it it blossomed from there. Did did you realize you you were going to have a chance to go on to college or, or not? No, I had no idea, you know, the ninth grade, the 10th grade, the 11th grade, 
when we were in eleventh grade, it, it with all those guys, we all we all went through the whole situation together. And uh, at the twelfth grade, the twelfth grade, I I was getting a lot of looks from colleges. And West Virginia State was the college that I wanted to go to because my older brother was going there. Ah, okay, okay. That's actually one of the questions I was going to ask you, Eddie, um, was uh, was why you chose West Virginia State because um, a, a lot of people don't know, after you all won the state championship, and I don't mean to jump ahead uh, too much, but okay. after you all won the state championship your senior year, uh, your high school coach went to Bluefield State to to become the head coach, but you went that to West Virginia State instead of going with him. Yes, I did. I chose I chose West Virginia State because of a lot of my homeboys was going there, and uh, Steve Swain and I got got uh, uh, got to go together due to mm-hmm. the fact that uh, we basically made made a deal, like if one went, the other went. Go ahead, Duck. I didn't so mean to interrupt. Go, no, no, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. Well, I, I, you know, for for your audience, um, Eddie, Eddie and I have known each other since we were, since I was born anyway. He's known me yeah. since I was born. Yeah. Uh, we lived in the same house. Uh, and what I mean by that, our, the, the structure of our house was sort of like a duplex. His family yeah. lived on one side. My family lived on the other, so we we we've known each other since growing up. I mean, his mother, uh, I called her Aunt Hazel. Uh, yeah. His father, I called Uncle Clay, and and yep. he called my mother Aunt Doorbell. You know, so uh-huh. um, we were we were just that close. He was a little bit older than me, and I re- I was talking to Eddie. Uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, and I was I was reminding him that uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, and he was playing high school ball. I think it, he might have just just been in the uh, uh, fifth grade or something like that. He used to take me up there to the field uh, where they were practicing. And I'm a little bitty dude, you know, running around. I'd see them running sprints, and I'd be trying to run with them. But I, yeah. I couldn't keep up with these guys. <laughs> but um, you were you were not a really big guy in terms of stature, but you were really quick and really fast. Uh, talk to us about uh, how you navigated uh, playing with such large guys and being 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 one of the little little cats out there on the on the field. Well, being smaller than everybody else, I, I it, it, you had to develop yourself as far as navigating through the hole, and and once you saw a little daylight, you just took off. And let mm-hmm. them have to catch you, and you know mm-hmm. you, and that's that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the uh, juking and and running and catch me if you can type thing, you know. <laughs> oh, and that's I was, what I enjoyed. Yeah, I was looking at you all's roster, and I, and I saw where you and uh, Philip Dillon. Uh, Rick Nagoski and Mike Tolley were first team All State uh, your senior yeah. year when you all won the state championship. Uh, Steve Swain was uh, was honorable mention uh, All State, but you had two guys uh, on your team. You mentioned Oki Dalton, Dalton, who was I think six six, about two eighty. Uh, you yeah. had Jerome Bell, and I can't remember how big Jerome was, but he was a big fella. 
both of whom played professional ball for a while. Jerome Bell was on the Kansas City Chiefs travel squad for a while, and Oki played with the uh, New Orleans Saints for a minute. Neither one of them made All-State. What, what was that all about? I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why they didn't. Just about everybody on our team should have made All-State. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for those guys, I wouldn't have been who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to have the blocking and you've got to have the stick to itness to right. be able to hang in there, you know. And mm-hmm. I played with I played with some great guys, you know, and I give mm-hmm. them just as much credit as I get also. Mm-hmm. Eddie, let me ask you, um, I, I, I saw, I was looking at you all's record, and uh, I saw you all lost three games your sophomore year. Uh, you lost uh-huh. uh, three games your junior year and then went completely undefeated uh, your your uh, senior year. And it was interesting to me that you all were a double-A school, but you all had a massive offensive line. I mean, I remember the newspaper article where you're um, – any, anybody who's familiar with uh, with trains, um, I remember looking in the newspaper where you, you, you had three of you all off, your offensive line were in the newspaper where they were lifting um, – train wheels with the bar that goes across the wheels as barbells, as weights yes. uh, in the newspaper. Yes. I mean, huge guys. You know, uh, back then you didn't see high school teams uh, with 285, 290-pound guys across the front line like you all did. Uh, and you all played a primarily triple-A schedule. I think you only played like uh, three double-A schools uh, the whole, that the whole correct. Uh, schedule that year. That um, is correct. Talk to us about the, the kind of mindset that you all had to think that you all could run the table playing triple A schools? Well, it was like uh we knew we knew that they would have in order for them to beat us, they would have to bring something spectacular because mm-hmm. our guys our guys knew exactly what we were going after and what we wanted to do. And our coach trusted us to to do it. Playing, we were playing Bluefield one night, and we were losing. And they mm-hmm. had us down by their goal line. And uh-huh. we called, uh, we were going to punt the ball. And I, when when uh, Mike Tiley come in, I told him, I said, let's, we've been practicing that fake punt all week. <laughs> let's fake punt it. And everybody was looking at me and said, man, coach is going to be mad. I said, no, let's fake punt it. We fake punted it, and I ran 70 yards down the field. Right. And that's what won the game for us. Right. But he, Coach, Coach Cure, he got, he got all the praises. They thought he called it. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I was looking at you all's scores, and, and the only close games you had, for people who don't know, uh, in southern West Virginia, Bluefield was a AAA powerhouse, a state yes. powerhouse back yes. then. And uh, I think you all had not beaten them in 13 years. But the only close yeah. games you all had that year was you all beat Bluefield, you beat Logan 6 nothing, and yeah. you beat Duck's team 12-6. to Those were the only close games you had all season. Uh, yes. Talk to us about those battles uh, because your, your arch rival, Welch, you all dominated them. You beat them 44-12 to that year. But uh, talk to us about the, the, the rivalry with Norfolk uh, and playing against Duck and those guys. And then, uh, and then that battle against Bluefield. Well, I'm gonna tell you, 
Norfolk, Bluefield, they were two of the, like you said, they were they were powerhouses, and they were dominant in, in on the field, man. And it just so happened we uh, they made more mistakes than what we did. Okay. And you had to give them the props because you and you also had to respect them because their running their running game and their passing game was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a guy named Dwayne Woods. I think Duck played with him at West Virginia University. Oh yeah, Dwayne. On. Yeah, he, that was that was Bluefield, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you all were the, you all were the only ones that stopped him that year. Oh um, yeah. Uh, talk to us about playing playing them in in the big stadium up in Bluefield in front of twelve thousand people. It was it was so much fun when we came when we came out on the field. It was like uh, you were in a different world, you know. All the <laughs> if you were a thief back in our town, when we go to play football games, you could go to anybody's house and walk in because the doors were unlocked. <laughs> Everybody was at the football game, <laughs> and uh, especially playing when we went. We played Bluefield. Mm-hmm. It was packed. That stadium right. was packed, yeah. and uh, we tried not to let Dwayne get no more than two steps. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if he got if he turned the corner, he was gone. Yeah, yeah, he was good. But we just so happened that uh, we stopped them that day, and we wanted it more than they did. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you you say that because uh, your team in 1970 and Duck's team in 1973 and Welch were two of the only – two of the three of uh, the only teams in in the area, in the immediate region, who who beat Bluefield back during that period of time. Talk to us about uh, you know uh, that that sort of uh, motivation. Well, we were motivated due to the fact that that uh, we wanted to have a twelve and zero season, mm-hmm. and the only way to get that is to work hard and to carry on with what you knew what was what you needed to do. And I'll never forget one. Uh, we were practicing one day, and we were running the stadium steps. Mm-hmm. And team, so I had everybody take their shoulder pads off to run the sprints up the steps. And coach got a little upset and asked, "Who who told y'all to take the take your pads off?" And I I spoke mm-hmm. up and said, "I did." And coach Dykes. He he said he looked at Coach Cure and said, "Well, he's he's the captain, he's running it." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and from that day on, we that's what we did. Hmm. So, I, I'm just sitting there laughing, Tim, because we all of us know that they look. Everybody's house was open when the games was when the yeah. games were going on. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. Oh man, they couldn't do that now. But anyway, no, no, Lord, no. 
you know, I, I, I was telling I was telling a couple of my friends that I used to work with. I said, man, in our hometown, nobody locked the doors. That's right. Right. Nobody <laughs> locked the doors. And every Friday night, you could you could find everybody at the football game. Everybody. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, Eddie, you 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 win the state championship. You and Steve head down to state. How was your your first experience as a freshman at West Virginia State? As a freshman, I uh, mm-hmm. there was a there was a guy there by the name of Eddie Lee. And from Logan, he, right? Yes, he was from Logan, and he was the baddest running back that West Virginia State had ever seen. And the first game, he had a he got injured. He had a leg injury, and just so happened that coach turned around and looked at me and said, "You're up." And I scored a touchdown the first game that I played in, and from that game on, I, I was a starter. Okay, and that's what how, happened that's, to? What happened to Eddie Lee? Well, he was still he 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 was pretty injured most of the season, but uh, after after I started playing, uh, it was basically every now and then he would come in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, because I I remember him when I I was in high school. Yeah, he was a bad boy. But Eddie, okay, you moving on. You 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 graduate, you leave state. Now, what's happening with Eddie Reeves? You 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 graduate now. You're looking for a job opportunity. What what's going on? Well, I got a job at uh at I I actually went wanted to be uh had aspirations of becoming a lawyer, but uh I didn't want to go back to graduate school graduate school. So I took a job at. Uh, Volkswagen of America. I was with them for 14 and a half years, and they left the country. They they terminated our jobs and left the country, and I came to Pennsylvania to a funeral in 1988, and there was a newspaper item that I I looked in, and they were hiring welders and millwrights and so I, my profession in, you know, in high school, I took welding as a trade. And I, I, I uh, called the number, and the guy asked me to come in for an interview. And my brother's friend took me to the interview. And by the time I got to, back to my brother's house, the phone rang, and he asked me, when could I start? Just that quick. And I figured God, that's where God had wanted me to be. So that's what I did. I came back to Charleston and got everything. I had my friends help me load everything up, and I left coming back to Pennsylvania. Wow. And I was okay. with I was with I was with PPNL for thirty nine and a half years, and I retired in two thousand sixteen. Okay, uh, last question goes to Tim, and uh, 
I appreciate you, Ed. It has been some great stuff. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Eddie, uh, we, uh, we we were talking uh, about the special nature, and Duck and I talk about this often as well, of growing up in McDowell County, West Virginia, during the time that we did grow up there, down there and the specialness of people. Uh, you were you were on a special ball club with, with some special people and uh, have, you know, as you mentioned, you moved up into the uh, McKeesport, Pennsylvania area, I believe it is, um, maybe now uh, Port or somewhere over in that area. Um, talk to us about uh, what are some of the lessons that came from the way you grew up that you've carried with you for the rest of your life that have been valuable things to you? Well, we were always taught in order to be have friends, you must show yourself friendly to begin with. And just just the way we were raised, to be friendly to people and help people help other people when they need it and stuff like that, and that's that carried through life, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, our our parents always taught us, always taught us to uh, be kind, right, and keep yourself together and stay in church and and. Carry along with what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's 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 some of the things that uh, I still believe in, and I always will be until the day I die. Yeah. Now you've got kids uh, that are growing up in a different environment now. Uh, well, I guess they're grown now. But um, talk to us about some of the uh, advice that you might uh, share with uh, some of the young kids who are growing up. Uh, whether they're playing ball or not, uh, that uh, that you think is important for them to realize? I, I think that growing up, we had to realize that there is no I in team. Everybody is just as equal as what you are. Mm-hmm. And treat people just the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Princess. <laughs> um, this is it's been awesome just to listen to. Um, uh, Mr. Reese, I wanna bring it on forward to twenty twenty three and just tell me what you think about the world of college football as it is right now. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on college football, I, I enjoy watching it. Uh I think that a lot of the teams I think that that they are making enough money off of off of those college players that they need to start paying them. You know, not not like the pros, but mm-hmm. they 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 need to give them help also. You know, because a lot of lot of a lot of those boys they came from hard hard knocks, hard playing. Yeah. You know, and and they they didn't come to school with a lot. You know. But uh, I think my personal feelings is I, I would I would think that that they would ought to start giving them something, you know, because they're making a lot of money off of them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know that they are getting some type of stipend as far as with food and of course unlimited food. Now that used to be a thing, um, you know. But and that NIL money is out there. But uh, a, a lot of um, 
athletes. I even read today Texas A&M said, you know, of course we're going to hit the transfer portal. Everybody thought we were making millions here with Jimbo Fisher, but we weren't. So there's a lot of elements out there, and I agree with you. When you're watching college football before we leave, who do you watch? Are you a West Virginia fan, or, or who do you watch well, on college football? I watch them all. I I I like Alabama. I like uh, I like uh, I like all the teams, you know. And okay. Uh, okay. I I enjoy I enjoy watching. Well, I watch most of the running backs and the receivers and the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know. And there's a there's a lot of good teams out there, you know. Yeah, they sure. Are. Thank you for taking time to be with us today. It's been a pleasure just to listen to you. And, and recapped, and Tim Tim Moore was excited about this one. He had a lot of um, facts and questions. I, I, I really like that for well, sure. We're, Thank you. We're Thank family. We were we were at each other's deal. house more than more than our brothers and sisters were. Yeah, that's wow. right. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie wow. took me under his wing when I was a, when I was a little bitty kid. That he used to let me run out, run around with him a little bit, and I, you know, he was always like a big brother to me. Yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. We got to leave it there. We got twenty seconds to get to the next show. Eddie Reed, thank you. You got to come back. You're welcome. Us, okay. Y'all, t- y'all All take right. care and God bless. Thank you. God All bless right, you. Eddie. Never had it so good. Right, thank man. you, Tim Moore, Duck, Duck Riley, and um, we'll get ready for the professional contributors here in just a moment. 